0: Hey, listen, I know what you're thinking. Who takes days off when they're trying to start a podcast? Unbelievable, this guy. Well, I was in San Diego on Monday and Tuesday, a little vacation with the wife and some friends. And um, so I didn't want to interrupt that peaceful time. Not that this is not peaceful doing the podcast, but figured I would take a couple days off and then the kids got up a little too early yesterday so i'm back at it today it is thursday october 22nd this is god talk with zach hey good morning thursday october 22nd god talk with zach hey appreciate you guys listening uh Like I said, I was in San Diego on Monday and Tuesday, enjoying life out there. Beautiful weather. It was high 70s, mid to high 70s. Went to the beach one day. So yeah, no complaints there. Um, If you get a chance to visit California when they're not in the middle of a pandemic, I highly recommend it. Not that it's a bad time to visit now, but um, obviously not peak season to go, I would say. But... Uh, let's get into what we're gonna talk about today uh when I opened my Bible this morning I mean and I didn't come with any agenda I didn't come with like a, a thought beforehand uh, opened up to John three and my Bible app had um going through a you know psalm proverb old Testament book anyway I in John three uh, and A couple really good verses. Kind of the context of this is that Jesus is talking to Nicodemus. Nicodemus is a member of the Jewish ruling council, and he's curious, you know, what's going on with this Jesus guy? Uh, You can do miracles. I don't know what that's about. I love God, but I'm a little confused because you're you do too, but I don't understand what's what's happening. So he's just kind of trying to tie everything together in his mind. Maybe he's wondering if Jesus is the Messiah. Most likely that's kind of what his thought is. And that, that, that's kind of the context of the chapter. And he's just talking to Jesus and wanting more answers, wanting more information. And he's c- confused about being born again. Um, and so... That's a little context for the chapter. I'll kind of read it right here. Uh, it says there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus. He came to Jesus at night, so he didn't want to be seen, wanted it to be hidden. Hey, I'm not really sure what this is. I'm going to try to figure it out. And then once I'm comfortable with it, I'll let my buddies see it. Um, so that's something that I think a lot of us do in different scenarios. Um, came to Jesus at night. Rabbi, we know you're a teacher who's come from God. So, you know, he pretending to have a crowd, Uh, we know, uh, for no one could perform the signs you're doing if God were not with him, or the other guys were just too cowardly to to join him, you know, his other uh, Pharisees, uh, just too afraid to out themselves and say, yeah, we'll we'll go with you, you know, they don't want to be a part of that conversation, Um, and so Nicodemus, you go, you be the sacrificial lamb, no pun intended, Um, and Jesus said, I truly, I tell you, no one can come and can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. And uh, a big debate among Pharisees and Sadducees were, you know, the resurrection from the dead. And so, um, so that's kind of one principle in this. And Jesus kind of puts it on its head and said, you got to be born again. And, uh, and he's confused. He's, he, he, surely they cannot enter a second time into the mother's womb to be born. Uh, and Jesus says, you know, basically, they got to be born again. You know, the spirit gives birth to spirit, flesh gives birth to flesh. You must be born again. Uh, how can this be? So he's just confused. Jesus always does this to people, always talking a little bit strangely. Um, I think he does that to test the heart to some extent. You know, he wants to know how interested we are. You know, are we going to keep asking questions if we don't understand? Are we going to keep seeking after the truth? Um... Which I think is a huge principle that you'll find over and over in the, uh, again in the Bible. You seek the truth, you gotta seek it. It just doesn't pop into your lap all the time. You, it, you gotta seek it, you gotta want it. Um, and I did an episode on that last week. Uh, but, and then he gets into some good verses here. Uh, Jesus talking says, Very truly, I tell you, we speak what we know, we testify about what we've seen, but still, you don't accept our testimony. So it's like, what's it going to take? Like, I, I, you know, the, I, we've told you about the things that we've done, the things that we've seen, the people we've healed, the yada yada. Yet you still don't believe. What's it going to take? Um, I've spoken to you about these earthly things, and you not a believer. I mean, how are you going to believe if I speak of heavenly things? You know, if I start, you know, he's, <laughs> if I start taking this to another level, you're not going to be with me here. Um, no one has gone into heaven except the Son who came from heaven. Uh, just as Moses was lifted up, the snake in the wilderness so the Son of Man must be lifted up on the cross. He doesn't say that. He just says lifted up that everyone who believes may have eternal life. Okay. Everyone who believes may have eternal life. And then it goes into these uh, verses. We all know John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Uh, then it says... For God did not send his son into the world to condemn it, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of, of God's one and only Son. Um, and then it goes into it says, Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light, because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light. And and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. Whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly and that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. So you, you start seeing these intersecting metaphors that God likes to use. Um, and I don't know, I just, I guess a couple thoughts I think, you know, I think a lot of us were Nicodemus is, you know, I don't want to be duped, I think is kind of where he's at. I don't want to be duped. What is going on? You know, who are you? What is these these things that you're doing? How are you doing them? And I think a lot of us have that skepticism. We go in with, you know, a fairly pure heart, just curious um, about about Jesus. And if you're one of those people, you're curious about Jesus. You know, keep listening, keep seeking, just as Nicodemus did. And and you'll find you'll find the truth. Jesus calls himself the way, the truth, and the life. He is the truth. Anytime that you pursue truth, you're going to find Jesus somewhere in there. That's just how it is. He is all that is good. Truth leads to the light. And there, in him, and in Jesus, there is no darkness at all, as we know in 1 John. So, I mean, it's all tied together. You know, he takes these metaphors, ties them all together because he is all those things. He is all that is good, all that is uh, loving, all that is truthful. Um, that is Jesus in a nutshell. Um, verse 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Why did he give him? So that whoever believes in him shall not perish. So we were destined to perish destined i mean that that was that was our that was that was where we we're going destined for perishing <laughs> that's, that's kind of and it's because of sin it's because god created and satan counterfeited god created satan came in screwed it up brought sin into the world through adam and so because of that we're sinful and therefore destined for perishing and so God came in to save it. Ever since that day in the garden, God had a redemption story planned th- through the annals of time, knew that Jesus was coming. Obviously, <clears throat> obviously he knew. But, and then ro- started writing about it and started giving these little principles, just like Isaiah and Abraham. Abraham, go sacrifice your son on the altar. And that's totally uh, a parallel to what Jesus has done for us. Uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Whoever does not believe in him will perish, will not perish, but have eternal life. And he didn't send the Son into the world to condemn it. It's not like he came in looking for rule breakers. You know, that's not what he did. He came in to reconcile his children to God. He wants to reconcile all of us to him. What a good thought. What what an amazing principle. Just think about any relationships in your life that maybe aren't repaired. They're damaged people that you're mad at or people that may be mad at you or you know, just unforgiveness. You just haven't worked it out. You haven't talked. You haven't called them. You haven't talked. There's no reconciliation there. And he says, I came in to the world to reconcile, to save the world through him. That's just how he is. That's the God that we have. He wants to reconcile hearts. He wants to reconcile friendships, relationships. God does not come in to destroy. He comes in to create. He comes in to continue. Uh, you you got to look at these things. That that everything that's going on. What is it? What is actually happening? Is there life or is there death? Is there light or is there darkness? Is there uh, reconciliation or is there destruction or is there separation? Is there division? What is actually happening? And then you can start to see the wedge. And and you can tell which side. You can tell the sides because of the result, because of the fruit. You gotta be you gotta be astute to that. You gotta be looking for those things in life because they're they're everywhere. Everywhere. Is this trying to trying to bring me life or is it trying to bring me death? Is it trying to bring me closer to God or is it trying to separate me from God? Would this be done in the light or would this be done in the darkness? You know, all these things are principles that you're going to find over and over again in the Bible. And it's just an easy way for you to detect where the truth is. (sighs) Light has come into the world, but the people love darkness instead of light. Their deeds were evil. That's us. That's us. Our deeds are evil. We like to do things that are not holy in his sight. Um... His grace is so abundant. You realize when when Jesus died, He died for all. That's why He had to die. He had to die for all sin. Uh, for, for Christ died for sin once for all. The righteous for the unrighteous to bring us to God. First Peter 3.18 For Christ died for sin once for all. He washed us with His blood. He washed us Made us clean. When 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 the Father looks at us, all he sees is the blood of Jesus and he says, you know, child, welcome. You know, I love you. And he wants that relationship with you. You don't ever have to worry about the sin anymore. He died for past, present, and future sin. It's all taken care of. That's why he came. That's why he came. Don't miss these good things. Do not miss the fact that he came to reconcile. I did not send a son into the world to condemn it, but to save it. And that's true for a new believer. That's true for believers who've been saved for 20, 25 years. And maybe that truth kind of wears off and you start to feel like, oh, you know, God's favor is not on me anymore. I feel like, you know, and that can come. I mean, maybe your relationship with God changed. You're not as close to him as you used to be. And you're kind of wondering if he still has a plan for you. Listen, you're a child of God. He sees you as white as snow. When you're ready, he's ready. When you are ready, he is ready. So be ready now. Take it now. Don't waste don't waste time avoiding and running from what God might have for you in your life. Sit down. Be reconciled to God. Even if you even if you already are. If you're a Christian, you're already reconciled to God, but in your own heart, in your own mind, Get in prayer. Be reconciled in that relationship. Treat him as your friend. That's what he came for. Don't miss it. Don't miss out on it. I, you know, This life's too short. He's got stuff that he wants you to do, stuff he wants me to do. Let's do it. Let's have some fun. Let's get it done. Don't waste your time feeling like God's condemning you. God did not come into the world to condemn it, but to save it through him. Whoever does not believe stands condemned. So where is the where's the problem? It's in your belief. Change your mind. And Romans 12 says, "Therefore, my dear brothers, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will." Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's up here. I'm not just talking for the unbeliever, definitely for the believer. If you're thinking something negative about God and your relationship with him, be transformed. Be transformed. God did not come to send his son to the world to condemn it, but to save it through him. He wants to reconcile that relationship. He wants you to know that every minute of the day you can turn and face him because you were washed clean by the blood of the Lamb. That's John 3. I recommend reading it. Read slowly. When you read the Bible, read slowly. Read it multiple times because you'll you'll grab truths out of it. Read slowly. Read it multiple times. Read the same thing multiple times and just ask God to help you hear it. You have the Spirit. He can help you. All right, glad to be back. Uh, thursday october 22nd appreciate you guys and uh we'll talk again tomorrow have a great day